Hello again. John Doremus here, and I hope you'll be my guest for another hour as we kind of delve together into the realm of the flats and the sharps. As we do every hour, we try to make it a point to kind of headline and preview what you'll be enjoying in the next hour of our show. But we have music about dusk in this hour to enjoy. We have songs about the mystique. We have songs about the West. And right now we have music about Tropicana to share with you. There are very few orchestras in the country that can do tropical music the way Morton Gould does it. I guess he has a special staff of arrangers who seem to have the feel, the feel of the pulse of music that centers around equatorial regions of the world. Morton Gould with a one-note samba. We have the Norman Luboff Choir with Maria Elena. And then Esquivel and the orchestra with exciting music written by Richie Valens, La Bamba. Music about Tropicana. As we begin together this hour of our journey with the world's most beautiful music on the John Dorema Show. Thank you. 
Music about Tropicana, I mentioned in the beginning. There are few orchestras who can capture the real beat and the real pulsation of music from the equator. And I mentioned Morton Gould as one who has uh, probably accomplished this as well as any. And as a point, I recall a story about Toscanini. Once he was rehearsing Debussy's La Mer, and he wanted to achieve a highly effective spot in one phase of the music. At a loss for words to describe what he wanted, he took from his breast pocket a large white silk handkerchief. He threw it high into the air, and every man of the orchestra was hypnotized as it floated softly and sensuously to the floor. And then the maestro smiled happily and said, There, play it like that. And they did. Well, our music about Tropicana included Morton Gould with the one-note samba, the Norman Luboff Choir with Maria Lena and Esquivel of the orchestra with a song called La Bamba. And now let's move along to some songs about dusk, shall we? One of the finest stories that I've ever heard about the dusk of the day concerned the famous ventriloquist Edgar Bergen. One time on a visit to the White House about dusk, Edgar Bergen was stopped at the gate by a secret service man and asked to show identification. Fumbling through his pockets, Edgar could find nothing that satisfied the guards. At last he said, All I've got is Charlie McCarthy here. He opened the grip that held Charlie. The dummy sat up, nodded, and said, Yeah, fellas, he's Edgar Bergen. Without further fuss, the Secret Service men gestured Edgar into the White House. <laughs> dusk is a tremendous time of day, isn't it? And we have music about dusk for you to enjoy together. Canadian Sunset, Joe Harnell of the orchestra... Hugo and Luigi, the chorus with the song that Ted Lewis made famous, Me and My Shadow. And then a three-quarter time melody done by Morton Gould again, a song called The Shadow Waltz.
Music about the dusk of the day. A great musician one day visited the celebrated painter Matisse at his home on the shores of the Mediterranean. He asked Matisse, what is your inspiration? And Matisse says, I grow artichokes. Every morning I go into the garden and watch these plants. I see the play of light and shade on the leaves, and I discover new combinations of colors and fantastic patterns. They inspire me. Then I go back into the studio and paint. And so an artichoke was the inspiration for truly one of the greatest artists of the world. And I would imagine, not being an artist myself, but I imagine those of you inclined that way will find a lot of inspiration for work in the dusk of the day. Joe Harnell of the orchestra with a song first that uh, dates back to 1957, and you'll probably recall Eddie Haywood's million record seller, Canadian Sunset. And then if we were to go back into the archives of show business, we would find many firsts created by a wonderful showman named Ted Lewis. And the song that always identified his wares and his many uh, musical innovations, Ted Lewis's Me and My Shadow. And then a song that dated way back to 1925. It was a time of unequal prosperity in American history. And a lot of people were not only dancing to the Charleston, but also into a lovely thing in three-quarter time called the Shadow Waltz. That was played for us by Morton Gould of the orchestra. Music about dusk. Next, songs about mystique. Music about mystique. And I guess a lot of people think the advertising game is in the realm of mystique. Not long ago, a patron of a restaurant in Chicago summoned his waiter and delivered himself as follows. I want to know the meaning of this. Look at this piece of beef. See its size? Last evening, I was served with a portion twice the size of this. And the waiter asked, where did you sit? Well, what has that to do with it? I believe I sat by the window. And the waiter smiled and said, in that case, the explanation is simple. We always serve customers by the window large portions. It's good advertising for the place. <laughs> and then there's another Mark Twain story about advertising. He once edited a paper in Missouri, and one of his subscribers wrote in saying he had found a spider in his paper and wanted to know whether it meant good luck or bad. And this is what Mark answered, old subscriber. Finding a spider in your paper was neither good luck nor bad luck for you. The spider was merely looking over our paper to see which merchant is not advertising so that he can go to that store, spin his web across the door, and lead a life of undisturbed peace ever afterward. <laughs> We're going to have music about Mystique right now for you. And then I'd like to share one more story about advertising, if I may. Esquivel's That Old Black Magic has me in its spell, that old black magic that you weave so well, those icy fingers up and down my spine. You know the lyric to that. Then Ed Ames with a song called It's Magic, and then finally The Living Strings with Blue Velvet. Oh, here's that story I promised. People expect canned salmon to be pink, and it's not easy to sell white salmon, even though an expert taster could hardly detect any difference. Some years ago, when pink salmon and the Columbia River were late in arriving, a canner successfully took his chances on selling the white. On each can, he placed a label. This salmon is guaranteed not to turn pink in any climate. And he sold a carload full of them. There are so many stories about advertising that we could share with you. Whether it be the advertising game that you're involved in for a living, or no matter, there is, in some quarters, a little stigma attached. Wanted a smart young woman to act as deceptionist. 
Samson had the right idea about advertising. He took two columns and brought down the house. If you think advertising doesn't pay, we understand there are 25 mountains in Colorado higher than Pikes Peak. Can you name one? Music about Mystique. Alexander Pope said it, not to go back is somewhat to advance. And men must walk at least before they dance. A very famous point to ponder. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another hour of our John Doremus program. We have parlayed into this hour some good listening for you, some music about the female gender out of deference to our gentlemen listeners. We have music about perspicacity, if you will, songs about stick-to-itiveness, some songs about dreams, and right now, some music about things and people not quite bright. Our pair of platters begins this hour. Paul Moriart and Ed Ames with Something Stupid, music made famous, of course, by Daddy and Daughter Frank and Nancy Sinatra. And then Quincy Jones with a cutie called Bird Brain. Not quite bright, as we begin this hour of our program at the premium spot on that radio dial. <laughs> Thank you. 
until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me. And if we go someplace to dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me. Then afterwards we drop into a quiet little place and have a drink or two. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like, I love you. I can see it in your eyes that you despise the same old lines you heard the night before. And though it's just a line to you, for me it's true and never seemed so right before. I practice every day to find some clever lines to say to make the meaning come through. But then I think I'll wait until the evening gets late and I'm alone with you. The time is right, your perfume fills my head, the stars get red and all the night's so blue. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like, I love you. Your perfume fills my head The stars get red And oh, the night's so blue And then I go and spoil it all By saying something stupid Like I love you And then I go and spoil it all By saying something stupid Like I love you I love you
Ollie James in the Cincinnati Inquirer says, We don't know whether you can enroll in time or not, but it's reported that Odessa, Texas College, it offers credit in Christmas gift wrapping, bullwhip snapping, and poodle shearing. There's only one catch, though, my friend. They don't have much of a football team. Incidentally, Neiman Marcus last Christmas offered him and her camels for Christmas giving. Now, honestly, we would like to have been there when someone bought them. We would have liked to have seen them gift wrap that stuff. Two camels marked his and hers. Not quite bright, maybe, but that has been the topic of our opening segment, Something Stupid and Bird Brain. Our artists have been Paul Moriart, Ed Ames, and Quincy Jones. If he doesn't marry, he's a bachelor, a glamorous word. If she doesn't marry, she's an old maid. What he hears at the office is news. What she hears at the bridge club is gossip. If he runs a family, he's head of the house. If she runs it, she wears the pants of the family. In middle age, he is in the prime of life or the peak of his career. At the same age, she is no spring chicken. If he is an easy spender, he does not deny his family anything. If she doesn't count the pennies, she's a poor manager and extravagant. If he keeps an eye on her at a party, he's an attentive husband. If she sticks close to him, she's a possessive wife. If he hasn't any small talk, he's the quiet type. If she hasn't any, she's just dumb. If he's over-solicitous of her, he's a devoted husband. If she is over-solicitous of him, he's henpecked. When it's his night out, he's out with the boys or at a meeting. When it's her night out, she's at a hen party. It just seems to depend on the point of view. The female gender is what we're leading up to. Georgie girl, what is a woman? And then, from the motion picture Harlow, a song called Girl Talk.
What makes it happen? What brings the wonder? What stars that thunder? One day or nothing. The next day or something. Just because of someone you happen to see. What makes it happen? What makes love happen?
We've been discussing and mulling over the female gender with three songs. Eddie Haywood with Georgie Girl, Kate Smith with What is a Woman, and then Howard Roberts with his guitar virtuosity showcased in the very finest of fettle, the song called Girl Talks. <laughs> 